What is up, everybody? This is DWC here. Just two guys talking about football in the NFL. This is week six, episode six. Uh, make sure that you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts and Amazon Music and iHeartRadio and all that jazz. Um, make sure that you can follow us on Twitter, DWC2022, and on Instagram, Defense Wins Championships 2022. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some of the noteworthy games. Uh, there was a good amount of blowouts and a good amount of fucking snoozers. But <laughs> we were able to get you guys a collection of games that we at least thought were interesting. And hopefully you guys thought it was interesting as well. So let's go ahead and read off the first one. All right, let's go to London where the Jaguars beat the Bills 25-20. to 20. And Bo, let me tell you, these this Bills team, it's just nothing. It's just something I've never seen before. This is like a roller coaster week by week basis on just, just them going from, oh, we're world beaters. This is the Super Bowl favorite to we can't even beat the Jets. You know what I mean? I just don't understand what this team is. I don't understand what the offense is, really. I think the yeah. defense has really been consistent throughout the entire year, although mm-hmm. now the injuries are piling up on that side and they're not going to mm-hmm. be able to rely on that. So I think Josh Allen's really going to have to step it up and be a lot more consistent from here on out. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I feel like this always happens to the Bills. Someone like Key gets injured on their defensive back end, and that's how they start losing – they're like not built. They're always losing someone to like the battle of attrition. And I mean, yeah, it's not like the NBA where it's 82 games, but I mean, the games they play, it's a lot of games. They play a lot of games and it's mm-hmm. always, it has increased all the time. And, you know, it's, you're hitting somebody for hours. Somebody's going to get hurt, and you know, especially with turf and some places have turf, some places have grass, the weather conditions. Someone's always going to get hurt. But when people start going down, especially on the defensive side, this is when you want to have a grown up and you want to have a leader. And I think Josh Allen can be that. But at the same time, and I've said this for many weeks now. It just it just um, makes me nervous having a gambler as my QB. And we can't all be, you know, Pat Mahomes. Because the interception he had, I don't know where the fuck that was going. <laughs> and he has he has too many and you can't you can't put in one, it's not good to put your defense back out there. And two, it's not good to put your defense that now has backups back out there. That's not yeah. how you're going to win these playoff games and be able to, you know, beat your Patrick Mahomes, your Joe Burrows, um, before he got injured, your Aaron Rodgers. Um, even when Aaron did get injured, they still struggled. And he's always going to have one of those struggle games. But it was um, looking bad for Jaguars in the beginning. Calvin did get hurt for a little bit, and it didn't seem like they were moving. And they kept turning the ball over, and it was really sloppy. For considering yeah. a team that stayed in London, 
I think that is people uh, don't understand how great of an advantage that is, especially depending on your time zone and when you leave to go to London. The fact that the Jaguars are able to stay there and get acclimated to the time change, I think that really helped them out over like Buffalo, where they said it was like basically still like when they played, still like 5 a.m. to them and their light bodies. Um, not that that's a huge swing, but that stuff does matter. And ETN finally had a great game. Calvin had a great game, 100 some yards. ETN, 136, 26 carries, two TDs. Um, they're finally using ETN more. Love to see it. Uh, we're huge ETN fans. At least, are you a, you're an ETN fan, right? Love ETN, yeah. Yeah, yeah Brett, big ETN fans. I've been wild for like, I fucking hate them. Big ETN fans. Um, nope, the so podcast I'm loves glad, them. I'm glad people. It it always it's it would seem like a no brainer to use your uh, best weapons, but some OCs don't think that way for some reason. No, and I I really think the story in this game and of these two teams so far in the season is consistency. Mm-hmm. I think this was by far Jacksonville's best win, but I also think Buffalo didn't play up to what we're used to play, like them playing. And I mean, give all the credit in the world to Jacksonville, but both these teams are three and two and have been shaky on and off throughout the year. So I'm not really sure if this game proved anything for Jacksonville, but it was a good win. Yeah. Both of these, these teams are the same to me where like Buffalo did, they took a team that scored 70 and blew them out. And the Jaguars came in and, <clears throat> beat the Bills. Yeah. But the Bills can go ahead and lose to the damn Jets and then the Jaguars can lose to the Colts and lose to the Texans. Like they're on the same kind of wavelength for me where I'm like, y'all like, do you realize that you have a good team or what's what's going on here? Yeah, it really is just a I mean, that's the best part about the NFL. It's a week to week league and these two teams are just proving that Mm-hmm. every single time they step on the field. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Texans at the Falcons. The Falcons slip by 21 to 19. Um, I mean, we both picked the Texans mm-hmm. in this game. Um, the Falcons always, I feel like the last two years, they have always found ways to win. And I... I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, all right, I'm going to take the bias out for once, okay? Mm, okay. I am a big Arthur Smith hater, and mm-hmm. I think it was a lot because of how he was using the weapons around. Um, using the weapons like Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Um, How he drafted. I wasn't a big fan of how he drafted either. But, I mean, he's he's made the Falcons somewhat relevant in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you look at this game, you see that the best players on the football field were targeted the most. Kyle Pitts had the most targets out of any receiver. He had 11. Drake London was just behind him with nine. And then Bijan and uh, Algier got 14 and 17 carries. And I know Bijan got a few receiving. He got two receptions. Mm-hmm. Um. This was 
by far and away Desmond Ritter's best game as an NFL pro. I don't know how much it says that it was against the Texans, but it's good to see that this happened anyway. Um, I really think this is something to build off for him because I'm not completely out on Ritter. I think he's a bottom five QB in the league, but this game was a step in the right direction per se. And I mean, all, it's about time he used all the weapons around him, right? Yeah, it was It's very uh, nice to see. I mean, Reed is a bigger Kyle Pitts fan than me, but I also appreciate Kyle Pitts and what he can do for an offense. And to see him get actual looks and be able to come down with the ball and catch the ball, actually, like, accurate throwing balls, it was really nice to see. Um, Texans have a depleted pass defense. I know you probably couldn't tell uh, the way they played the Steelers, but they have a lot of people, or a good amount of people, uh, missing, but the Falcons, man, they keep they keep getting away with this, and it's and at least this time of them getting away with it, it wasn't like like a shit game. Like Ritter, three hundred yards, TD, mm-hmm. like he did good. It wasn't like both shit games on both sides, and the Falcons somehow came out with the win. Uh, got the game winning field goal, and they handled their business. And I still think, you know, these motherfuckers could go, you know, they could win the division, win a playoff game, and I'm still saying fire Arthur Smith. I will never <laughs> not say fire Arthur Smith. I really keeps, just uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm saying he keeps he keeps finding a way to win. Yeah, I'm, which way. is. There's something to be said for that, like no doubt. And maybe I'm just seeing red every time I see Kyle Pitts step on the field and he gets no looks. But I think the real saving grace for this team so far throughout the season has been their defense. I think their defense has played outstanding. I think the money that they paid in free agency is paying off Um, because their past defense is really good. Mm -hmm. I think the Bengals are missing a lot of um, Jesse Bates. I think he's one of the highest-rated safeties right now. It's just interesting. If the Falcons can reproduce this type of offensive game, and, I mean, they only scored 21 points. Don't get me wrong. They still have some work to do there. They struggle in the red zone. Um, But if they can build off of this and continue to get Ritter more comfortable with these weapons Mm -hmm. around, Bijan makes crazy plays every single game, I think they could be a pretty good team, honestly. I hate to say it. I have we have them ranked pretty low. I think it was more of the Arthur Smith and Ritter combo of why they're that low. But I mean, we'll see what they can do from here on out. I think the Texans are still going to be fine. CJ Stroud had a good game. He had an okay game, I should say. Uh, his receivers were dropping a lot of balls, though. So you just never know. Yeah, this was the week of the drops. We had a lot of drops. It's just a lot of drops. the Falcons. The Falcons have every piece to be good, especially in the division that they're in. Um, and we just think the lacking thing is quarterback. And the I, I don't know if he answered 
like answered critics to me. Well, we're not going to yes, overreact on one game. Yeah, <laughs> he had a he had a great game for what I have as standards for Ritter. He had a great game. He shut my mouth this week. We'll have to see what he does going further, because you're not always going to be playing the Texans or playing. I mean, you do get to play a lot of shit teams in your division twice, so that helps. But nah. <laughs> you'll get to start. You'll get to play some. To be better teams, yeah. To be fair, they've beaten three teams, which were the Panthers, Packers, and Texans. And the two games they lost were against the Lions and Jaguars, two of the better teams. Mm-hmm. And they only scored six and seven points in those two games. So we shall see what they do against the better teams in the NFL. As of right now, they're three and two. Good for the Falcons. Yes. <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to the Ravens at the Steelers. I know Bo was pumped about this. We actually watched <laughs> the game together. Um, I mean, for me, there isn't much to say besides the Ravens absolutely threw this game. And why am I not surprised that it was against the Steelers? <laughs> yeah, Defense and... wins fucking championships. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Such oh, an man. outdated term. <clears throat> but it still holds truce in some situations. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep the monologue to a short 30 minutes on this one. But what can I say, man? What can I say? <laughs> Everybody, I feel bad for people that aren't Steelers fans or people that are not fans of the AFC North or don't have an AFC North team because you would think that. And we are, to be fair, we are the most, I'd say we're the most boring, good division. You ain't, you ain't going to get no yeah. 400 yards from a QB, unless it's like Joe Burrow. And think about, yeah, I mean, think about the games, minus the Bengals-Browns game so far. Think about what has played out. So we got this game, 10-17, 10, 10 it, it ended off of a fucking... Well, ended off basically what one of the game was a last second drive, but what started it was a block punt for a safety. And then TJ picked up a strip sack from, I think, High. Who was it? High Smith? Yeah, High Smith. Yep. Um, so crazy ending. And then the Steelers Browns, crazy fucking game. And the Bengals and Ravens was close also. That was like a 20 to 17 game. So, I mean. This is a wild division. No, who? Yeah. No one can pinpoint who the fuck is going to win this division. Yeah, because it's still crazy that the team that went to the AFC championship is last in the division. And it's not like it's week one or week two. It's week six, you know, and they're still last in the division. So, And they could very much well win the division. That's how that's how wild this division is. Yeah. Um and you get you'll get those games if you play in division in the AFC North. You'll get a lot of oh, this quarterback threw for like 250, 260, no touchdowns. Like mm-hmm. that's just like that just happens. Um Lamar 236, one interception, did fumble with the strip sack. Um they're up 10 to 3. 10 to 3, and then in the fourth quarter, just bam, 14 points on him. That's that's how like crazy it is in this division, and that's a typical Raven Steelers game. Um, 
I did enjoy Kenny actually making an audible. It was it was um, nice to see. We did a Randy check. Randy Moss, which means our best wide receiver, is getting single covered. Um, that was George Pickens on Marlon Humphrey. And is able to give a great pass and for the touchdown. And still, after that, I was like, fuck, like, Ravens still have time to drive it. They still have time to do something. And we were able to, we were able to stop the drive. And it, it was, you know, game over. And that's, that's just how that stuff goes. Shout out Joey Porter Jr. for getting his first interception as a rookie. Did great. It was, it was a bad ball by Lamar, but I don't know what the fuck route Odell was running. So. Well, I really think, to me, what it what happened throughout the game really built up to a certain point for Lamar. I think all the drops that were happening, yeah, because the game was... realistically the game should have been like twenty eight to nothing, twenty eight to three, at one point. But drop passes going forward on fourth down, your defense stepped up. Obviously, they changed the game for the better for you guys. I think what happened late in the game, though, is Lamar just was so frustrated that he wasn't playing how he usually plays, in a sense. Because the first three, I would say the first two quarters, two and a half quarters, he was playing out of his mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was hitting everyone in the hands, and they were just dropping it. Yeah. I think the wear and tear on that, we've known he's been a very like emotional and like raw player when he's out there and by the time he got to the fourth quarter that man was just like fuck it honestly he wasn't thinking he wasn't looking through reads he was just kind of going through the motions and i think that's what really won you guys the game at the end yeah it was crazy even pro bowl tight ends mark andrews was dropping passes wide open in the end zone yeah and Nelson aguilar (laughs) known for dropping in the clutch Zay Flowers dropped. Zay Flowers dropped. That's I was surprised about Zay. He dropped two, I think. Zay Flowers dropped two. Because of this game, the Ravens dropped, jumped up to third in rankings on drop passes. They had, they were like bottom, like nobody really dropped passes. And now because of this game, they shot up to rank. That's crazy. Rank. Yeah. The biggest issue with the Ravens have been, the last two years have been injury designations and Wide receivers. Well, guess what? It looks like they haven't figured out either of those two. Yeah. People are so, still getting injured. There's still a lot of injuries. Um, hopefully there's not any more, but they just seem to rack up for the Ravens. They're cursed. It's been like three straight years. I mean, their uh, strength and conditioning literally got an F- minus when they did those anonymous grades. Yeah, that's so good. That's not good for the team. And I can see the frustration from Lamar. Um, but still, uh, yeah, he and that you know that that's what happens in some of the emotional QBs that will cloud your judgment. And, that's twice now. Mm-hmm. And I, you Deshaun know, Watson and Lamar Jackson, both at the in those games. Yeah, just highly frustrated. Selling. Um, but I, you know, in if I don't know about you, in that situation for me, I probably wouldn't throw a jump ball on a six-two lawn is lawn is fuck armed player no matter if they're a rookie or not no and i think the I play calling what, i don't know what the fuck about that odell is running because he just kind of stopped yeah i mean we shall see how this division moves forward yeah. from here on out but steelers are sitting at the top yes sir through three, five three, weeks three. which is sick 
Let's get right. it. Let's move on to the Eagles at the Rams. Eagles won 23 to 10 in a pretty low scoring game for what most people probably thought this would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um it was all Jalen Hurts. For the Eagles, 300 touchdowns, uh, 300 touchdowns, 300 yards, one touchdown. Uh he led in rushing, 72 and one touchdown, a little tush push. Um 15 carries, AJ Brown, 127 yards. It was, um, to me, the Eagles, out of, like, the Eagles and the 49ers, I think the 49ers are getting a little bit of a gap against the Eagles. This uh, pass defense concerns me. If you can hold up, if you have a good line, which the 49ers do, and you can hold up against the nasty pass rush that the Eagles have, it is sweet in that backfield, man. Yeah, it is sweet. And that's that's the only. I think that's the only reason why um, the Rams weren't able to win. It's because of the QB pressures and the sacks because their line couldn't hold up. But when they play zone, you should not be playing zone against. Not I don't know if they have enough players that they can play man, but I wouldn't want to play zone against the Rams. We literally have two wide receivers that are just godly against the zone. I mean, we we're watching. The uh, Matt Stafford and uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was just running the same route, walking yeah. out. Walking I mean, they had the same post. They had twelve and eleven targets, so twenty-three targets by themselves. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Yeah. It was which it is was, ridiculous. It was sweet over there. Um, so the Eagles did win, but this is still, at least to me, this is still like concerning. Like we're gonna have to lock it down in the pass defense. Because they're lacking from people, some people are injured. Um, new DC, so hopefully they're able to lock it down. You're not going to be able to always rely on the offense to be able to win games. Defense wins championships. Yeah, I think uh, I think they did a great job in the second half, held the Rams mm-hmm. to nothing. But like you said, they're still going to have to get better. Something with the offense for the Eagles is still not completely clicking. Yeah. Like it was last year. Last year, it felt like no one could stop them. They were going to score 30 no matter what. <clears throat> They've been a little bit stagnant here and there. Um, I know the Rams are a little bit, their defense is a little bit better than most people think. But still no world beaters yet. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely give the edge to the 49ers in terms of who the better team is at this point in the season. Um. But yeah, I mean, still a good win. I think the Rams are are a solid team all around. Matthew Stafford's still one of the best in the league. So I think the biggest issue with the Rams is they have no run game. Mm-hmm. Pretty much no run game, and their offensive line is a little bit weak, like you said. So they have some things to figure out there, but they're still going to be competitive in pretty much any game they play. Um, yeah. They have, I mean, they've had a rough start to the year. Yeah, they've played the Seahawks, 49ers, Bengals, Eagles, and Colts already. Like, my God, give the Rams a break here. <laughs> but yeah, they mean, held strong, two and three. <laughs> yeah, what's gonna kill the Rams and what has been killing the Rams is because of their deciding to go, which I mean, it paid off because they got a ring, but deciding to go full on and trade their draft picks for players that they needed now to get that ring. <laughs> um, a lot of people. Uh, underutilized and don't realize that a lot of those 
picks that you're giving up in the later rounds and, you know, third, second rounds are those backup linemen that could become budding stars with, you know, more time, just unpolished linemen. And when you don't get that, you get a whole bunch of bums on your team. So Bums. <laughs> the best the best thing, I forget who said this. I don't I don't want to say it was Colin Coward because I don't want to give him credit. It might have been though. The the things to worry about, at least to me, on a winning team is getting the quarterback and getting to the other quarterback. So if you're not protecting your quarterback, especially an older quarterback, you're gonna lose. Um this is not if your quarterback keep getting, keeps getting hit. This is not going to be good for the battle of attrition later on in the playoffs where it gets colder. It starts hurting more when it gets when you get hit. Um, I'm trying to I can test both of us played football and that shit sucks in the cold. Getting hit in the cold, being on the ground in the cold, that shit sucks. So yeah. shout out Eagles five and zero, but this is a weird five and zero to me. It's not. I'm not as secure. I can't handle with the 49ers. Yeah, this isn't the 5 and 0 that they were last year. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um I mean last year they got to what 9 and 0 and then yeah. lost to the Washington. Yeah. But no one expect like they looked dominant the entire way. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. They'll get into the bulk of their games here soon enough. All right, let's go to the last noteworthy game we have and it's only noteworthy cuz my Co-host here wants to talk <laughs> about the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. The Cowboys lost 42-10 to 10 on the road to the 49ers, and there was about as much resistance as the score will tell you. So how about you explain what happened here? Yeah, um, everybody's been talking about this. Uh, I know you guys, listeners are tired of hearing the same annoying people talk about it. You're just waiting for DWC to talk about it. You love hearing our voices and hearing us shitting on the Cowboys. <laughs> um, this is this is alarming. This is not good. That yeah. makes a lot of money, man. He makes a <laughs> lot of money. And the worst thing you can do as a quarterback making a lot of money is piss off the person paying you a lot. Especially when that person is Jerry Jones. So, what does Dak do? <sighs> that man throws like three interceptions, man. So, it's, it's weird seeing how people evaluate talent. Because a lot of people will see this and see the contracts and blah, blah, blah. And that man makes a lot of money. He's a fourth-round draft pick, and he's just getting outworked by the last draft pick, Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, to me, after watching this game, silences all of the doubters of Brock Purdy. It wasn't – yeah, there was – you know, people still getting open, um, people doing great running routes. But this wasn't a CMC game, you know. CMC didn't have the most rushing yards uh, in the game. This wasn't an IU game. Brock Purdy was making tight window throws, making big-time throws, connected with George Kittle, 
you know, George Kittles is always due for those multi-touchdown games. I think Brock Purdy had, did an amazing job. Um, I'm not the highest on the Cowboys defense, especially with um, the key injury of Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I'm a big Trayvon Diggs fan, and I think losing him um, really hurt this defense. Yes, <clears throat> I think Stephon Gilmore is good, but just being able to have <clears throat> your good corner on a not-so-good wide receiver and a wide receiver two, then having your great corner in Trayvon on the wide receiver one, I think that was really gelling for this team. And it was weird to me that the running in the odds, the running DPOY, Michael Parsons was non-existent. Non-existent is an understatement. It was he was he was in hell. We're not even talking about pressures. He, no sacks, no hell. pressures. No sacks, no pressures. They schemed him to hell. And it helps when you have George Kittle being able to give you like a chip because that's that's a big boy. Um but yeah, they locked him down. Uh, Nick Bosa did get a sack, so he outperformed his counterpart. But it was weird to I me. I mean, he is better than Micah Parsons, so. <laughs> yeah, it was weird to me seeing Micah, like he was like plus 160 or something in the odds. And back-to-back games, non-existent. I don't know if, here's my thing, and people may kill me on this. I don't know if he has the size to be a Miles Garrett or Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's on he's predominantly on the right side. So he's going up against left tackles. And even if like when you game plan for Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett, they still have an impact on the game, right? They can beat mm-hmm. double teams. Hell, they even beat fucking triple teams sometimes. But I just don't know if Michael Parsons has the frame to do that. Cuz Nick Bosa Huge. He probably weighs at least 20 pounds more than Micah, right? Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, I mean, is probably 30 pounds heavier and taller than Micah Parsons. So I don't really know if he has the frame to be that dominant every down um, and that is like a game wrecker. Because the last two weeks, yeah, they've they've pinpointed him from the offensive standpoint and they've pretty much shut him down completely. That's stuff you don't see from, like, the best ends in the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do think this next stretch will be very telling for how the Dallas Cowboys defense is. Mm-hmm. So to start the year, they played the Giants, Jets, Cardinals, Patriots, four of the worst offenses in the league. Give or take, the Cardinals have been okay, I would say, but they're still using Josh Dobbs, who's not a starter in this league. So the next four, including the 49ers, who they just got rolled by, 49ers, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, all back-to-back-to-back-to-back. All have decent QBs, all have decent offenses. So Mm -hmm. we're really going to see what this Cowboys defense is about. Um, I'm not, like, Trayvon Diggs getting hurt, yes, it sucks. It was big. But no one can tell me that he's the difference between 30 points and, like, a close game. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one can ever tell me that. A corner, plus Trayvon doesn't shut down a side of the field, not like Darrell Revis was. Um, But, yeah, I think the 49ers are every bit as good as advertised, and I think they're actually the best team Shanahan has had. Yeah, with just like – and 
we were watching this game and before the game happened, we were I was like, yo, like they might like the Cowboys might get blown out. Like there's an there's a possibility that the Cowboys could get blown out. And it was just sad. It was just sad to see. It was just sad. The 49ers scored on every quarter um, that they that happened. They scored all four quarters. And I don't know. I don't know. Like the Cowboys. I don't know, man. And it wasn't like Dak was throwing and they just, you know, didn't catch it and it bobbled up. And the 49ers came with it. He was throwing some crazy ass shit. When he threw that bomb, that was an interception. Reed can attest. As soon as he threw it, I was like, "That's that's a pick." I was like, "That didn't look like an <laughs> accurate bomb. That just looked like a fuck it bomb." Um, and what do you what do you think about Micah saying that uh, their team is still on the same level as the Forty ers I strongly, strongly disagree. <laughs> it's it's like uh the the weird part is is. The Cowboys made it a thing this mm-hmm. week, right? They were like, oh, this is a test on ourselves, on how good we actually are. Like, they built it up to be like this game. In reality, they've lost back-to-back years to them in the playoffs. Um, and, I mean, the games, like, were close, but that's because of the offense struggling for the 49ers. It was more mm-hmm. or less, like, the defense. Cowboys like the 49ers defense they haven't been able to do anything so this year losing by 32 points it's just to me embarrassing like this is supposed to be the team that's better than it was the last two years right mm-hmm. and they just get embarrassed on the road yeah I don't believe it I don't think they're close and I don't think they can be close to be honest with you I think Purdy might arguably be a better QB than deck and that defense for the Cowboys is definitely not the real deal yet in terms of um, who they've played and what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So, and you think this is the best, uh, at least this year or in the past coming year, or the past years that this might be like the best overall team that you've seen in the 49ers? Yeah, I think this like, is the best Shanahan team. To me, like, it is not out unless, you know, they sit uh, players at the last game. It is not out to me that this team could go undefeated. Undefeated. I haven't looked at at the schedule, but, man. Undefeated is crazy work. I mean, dude, but it's it's not that far-fetched. Like, I can see this is the best team out of all the teams. They do play the Eagles. I do play so Eagles, Ravens, Bengals could get them, Jaguars. They have a tough schedule. Yeah, I mean, man, they're gonna smoke the Commanders. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad we got our 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 ass kicking out of the way with first game. Hey, Browns about to get it this weekend. I'm just glad that. We got, oh, dude, it's they. It, you might as well if the forty. If I'm the 49ers, I'm just playing Sam Darnold. To be honest, 
That's crazy. EJ Walker. Oh my God, the line is at seven now. Holy shit! You're lucky you got it out where you got it. Crazy that against your team, by the way. You know how crazy it is that it's seven. That means your boy's not playing. Yeah, that means Deshaun isn't playing for sure. Um, nothing else was to say about the Cowboys 49ers. Um, I think the Cowboys are frauds. I'm just glad that we found it out week six rather than in the playoffs. And the 49ers are fucking amazing. I just want to give a shout out to who I think right now. Yes, TJ uh, leads the lead and leads the league in sacks with eight. If he breaks the sack record, then, you know, he already tied it last year. But if he breaks it, he's going to be DPOY. To me, my DPOY is Fred Warner. That is, I don't, I don't hate that. That is the best defensive player I've seen so far this uh, these weeks. He's I mean, hooping. Just, just <clears throat> seeing it's, it's, it's so interesting watching film on someone and seeing live, like real time, the gears moving in their head. Rather than just seeing like a wide receiver run routes, seeing Fred Warner see like recognize the play. He's a young Keekly or Bobby yeah. Wagner. Recognize the play and then go to where he knows the ball is going to end up, or go to where like the quarterback rolls out. Like the breakdown play that he had against Dak, where he had the sack, uh, the sack on Dak. Yeah, that shit was that shit was beautiful. That shit was crazy. So, yeah, he's definitely the best linebacker in football. It's not even close, really. Yeah. Shout out Fred Warner. Um, okay, that was our noteworthy games. Fuck the Cowboys, as always. Um, <laughs> instead of headlines, we're just going to do some injury news. We're going to go through this real quickly. The injuries are the headlines. So was it? Yeah, good? yeah. I mean, there was a lot of big injury news this week. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with Justin Jefferson. He's on. He got put on IR for his hamstring. Um, that is obviously the biggest news that could happen out of the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, they're one and four right now, and it's probably going to get a lot worse from here on out. Yeah, I'm very salty about that. And I have them in both of my leagues. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Thank God I was able to get KJ Osborne in both of them. Um, yeah, he's not gonna, you know, give me back the points I was getting from Jettas, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> um, this is different than if the Vikings were three and two or um, four and one. Or yeah, it what. doesn't just hit. It doesn't hit as hard, does it? Yeah. It's now, you know, you're thinking, which we're going to get into that later. What should the Vikings do from here on out? Because not only is Jed is hurt on IR. Still has yet to have a contract. He could be like, fuck y'all, I'm not coming back. <laughs> or Vikings can just shut it all down and um, just try to get draft capital and move up in the draft. Uh, like I said, we're going to get into that later, but this is a huge blow. Jettas is one of the best offensive weapons in the league, if not the best. Him and Christian McCaffrey or neck and neck for me uh, in terms of the best offensive weapon. Um, Kirk's go-to guy. Everybody's go-to guy. Number one draft pick in fantasy. So this is this is a big hit. Big Jettis fan. So uh, hopefully for all in for all of these people. Not on IR. Uh, 
over we over here at DWC wish you guys the best health and be able to come back on the field and be as great as you are. Yeah, all right, let's go to some two knee injury news. Devon A. Chain, the running back from the Miami Dolphins, who's had two good weeks, is they haven't said what the knee injury is, but he's week to week as of now. They say it's not a super serious injury, but they say it's not non-serious. So mm-hmm. there's that. James Conner has a knee injury. He's put on IR, so he's gone for at least four weeks. Um, big blows to each team, as both teams love to run the football. Uh, Miami probably a little less impactful because they do still have two other decent running backs, and one, Jeff Wilson, is coming off IR. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cardinals are running thin. They are going to struggle because James Conner, arguably one of the better offensive weapons they have, they do not have a lot of depth on that team, and that's going to be the biggest killer for them throughout the season. Yeah. Um, like like Reed said, James Conner is the heart and soul of this team on the offensive side. Um, I'm a fan of James Conner. He was great for us at the Steelers. Uh, hard runner. So usually when you get someone that is a hard runner and likes contact and doesn't run out of bounds, but will run through you to the out of bounds, that person's going to get hurt. Uh, he's had injury history before. <clears throat> so it wasn't shocking to me. But that's something you want to see. And on the side of um, uh, A-Chain, I is always he when he when they asked him what it was that the reporters he was like I don't know but my knee hurts so I you know I, they haven't said I don't know what it is um, but usually you you don't want to mess with lower body injuries when it comes to super fast dudes um, I said yeah no I had an agenda for him I thought he was going to start and be uh, good for this team specifically because of the speed that he brings. And the Dolphins appear to just be all speed, and that's what they run. Want to run? Uh, Dolphins, if you want to do that, holla, holla out our boy Kyle Pitts. If you really, if you really want to take it to the next level, but like Reed said, um, it's not insane. You can, you know, you can sit him and have him get rest because you have two um, serviceable backs, both started for their respective teams at one point. So it's not like you got bums back there. So I think the Dolphins will be fine um, when they do get a chain back. They're just going to be better than what they already are. But it's good that you can have other people step up when when your star or when your great player is injured. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, y'all ass anyway, though. So <laughs> they're pretty much fucked. The Cardinals yeah. are fucked. That, like you said, just... it's you go, you go. It's I mean, it's obviously good that they can sit a chain and let him heal. They have backups, not even backups. One's a starter technically mm-hmm. over a chain that is just as fast, honestly. So, but they're in position to let him sit and be healthy for later in the year. Also, running back isn't a position that you need to play to be comfortable again necessarily like QB. If he was a QB, it'd be a different conversation. Um, 
which leads me to the Colts, who have started off hot on the season and lead the division. Anthony Richardson has an AC joint injury, and it's going to be on IR. But he will be out for four to six weeks, they said, depending on surgery. Or four to eight, something like that. Yeah, four to eight. That's a big hit to a team that's three and two and at the top of their division right now. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. hit. This is a – you take not only are you taken away from um, – your your starting quarterback and one of the reasons why you guys have this record, but you're also it's you're also taken away from the running aspect of your team because now people aren't going to assume that Gardner Minshew is gonna run. So it's just a whole different playbook and way that the offense have to has to operate now. Mm-hmm. Which I think with AR being the huge threat that he is to run the ball really helps out running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, Zach Moss, who had an amazing game um, because people could, you know, would bite on a fake and think that AR is going to run. And then you see Zach Moss, Zach Moss already running through um, the first level. So this is going to be interesting to see how, um, What's the coach's name? Steichen. Shane Steichen. Steichen. It's going to be interesting to see how Steichen moves forward with this, um, to see how his mind works now that you're working with Minshew over AR um, and see if you're able to formulate an offense able to win games with more of a pocket passer rather than a dual threat. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past Steichen to figure it out, but – I will say it's going to be a lot harder and teams are going to be a, a lot more. It's going to be a lot more one-dimensional from them because mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how their if their run game is as explosive because with AR, they can obviously do RPOs, read options and stuff. With Minshew, you're not going to be doing that. So I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past Steichen to figure it out, but Minshew will get old as the season goes on. I always say this with backups. Once a backup, always a backup. Once people start getting film on you, it's going to start going backwards instead of these crazy wins that he's gotten to start the year. Mm-hmm. Once you're the actual starter, it's completely different. You're being game planned for. Mitchell came in late in the game last week, played well. They didn't prepare for him at all. So we'll see what happens as we move forward, and he's the actual starter for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Buffalo, where Matt Milano fractured his leg, season-ending injury. That's huge. He's the best linebacker, like we said, uh, who was a Tredavious White, got hurt last week. Mm-hmm. Out for the year, correct? Yeah, out for the year. Out for so the he's year. out, too, or another Achilles one of the best players. ACL. Yeah, so like we said, the Bills defenders are just dropping like flies, and that is not good for them in the long run. Yeah, we already uh, touched on this earlier, so it won't be – um, a huge discussion, but uh, I'm a big Matt Milano fan. I think um, Fred Warner-esque that he does read well on plays and able to react um, to what is going on. So losing that, lo- it's always difficult losing the brains and the head of your defense, and you're going to have to start relying on backups and or rookies or second years to be able to pick up the slack. Um, it's hard to pick up the slack for someone like Milano, um, someone that you would go like, if you're on the offense, go like, hey, we need to stop, and they'll be able to deliver that for you guys. So 
it's going to be on to Josh Allen to do everything that he can to not give his defense extra reps where somebody else can get hurt um, because that's always what happens on bad offenses. You leave your defense out there longer and longer. They get tired, and the more they get tired, the more likely injury is to happen. Um, So he's out for the year. Uh, I think he's he'll I think he'll bounce back next year, but it's a big blow to the already weak and depleted Bills defense. Yeah, rough start for the Bills defense off the field issues, but <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go down to Cleveland where there is just such a mystery happening within the building, and the Cleveland Browns will just not release what's actually happening. <laughs> A shoulder contusion, Deshaun Watson is day-to-day. So what I'm hearing is he is medically cleared, which doesn't always mean you can play, which I understand that. Most people don't. They're just saying he's a pussy for not playing. But I think I heard it from Josh Cribbs today. Josh Cribbs explained it as when you're medically cleared, doctors can't see or sense pain, but there is a threshold. So... If you have a deep bone bruise or a contusion, basically what happens is you can get cleared because nothing can seriously damage that area anymore. But there still is a level of pain the player has to play through. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm hearing is happening with Deshaun Watson. And this outside source said two to six weeks is the timetable for a contusion like this. So the Browns haven't said anything. He did not participate in the first two practices of this week. It's Wednesday right now, which is not a good sign to play on Sunday. And that is probably why the 49ers line is minus seven on the road. Yeah, it'd be it's difficult to and not only is this a two hundred million dollar plus quarterback, uh, the Browns have already been through something like this where they decided to let a quarterback play and it only further hurt them and hurt him. So I think they're going to be more wary and uh, patient and knowing that they, you know, have their quarterback of the future and not to further rush and harm them more for longer and a more like career threatening injury. Because this is his throwing shoulder, um, I think they're going to take their time with this. And it's not, I wouldn't send someone out to battle against a team that are, that put 42 on somebody. Wouldn't, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't the, uh, the team I would play Watson against. I completely agree. Because you're only, and, it, you know, it's not just the 49ers. If they were playing the Steelers, I'd do the same thing. If I was Cleveland, um, you're only allowing that person to get more injured off of shit when you know that the 49ers have a great defense. And um, it's different than, like, which, I mean, players, you know, NFL players, they all respect each other. But if I see that at least to me, and I think the 49ers feel the same way. If you're out there, you're sub- subject to get hit too. I'm not going to go easy on I mean, they're not going to hold back, that's yeah. for sure. Just if you have an injury, 
if anything, I'm going to not say I'm going to purposely hurt you, but I see that you have that weakness and I'm going to go after you. You know, if you're trying to throw the ball, I'm going to hit that arm. So if it, the, the Cowboys, the Browns are smart in uh, suiting Watson, um, it's not going to go good for the fans, um, good for people that are already Watson haters. I'm a Watson hater, which I should be anyway because I'm a Steelers fan. But um, this is a smart move and smart decision. They're thinking of the long term in the future. Uh, I think it's already um, Super Bowl windows already out for the Browns. So you might as well just just chill for a little bit. Which is which is the double edged sword. The Browns are in such a specific instance in decision because you don't want to further hurt your quarterback but man this dude needs reps dog it's not like it's it, this this man it's different than you know russ like this man came off of two years of not playing football and is still you know having uh still has rust on the brain and on the arm so you it's you need him healthy, but at the same time, man, this is tough because as Browns fans, especially Reed, um, you you your quarterback needs reps, and Deshaun Watson needs reps a lot more than other uh, star quarterbacks. Really peculiar situation, and of course, the Browns just keep up making new scenarios for teams to go through, don't they? <laughs> the first of its kind. Yeah, I agree completely. Deshaun Watson should be sitting um, until he's fully he healed. He is our QB for the future. And there's always a part of me like, oh, but he needs the reps. He had his best game since coming back two weeks ago at the or against the Titans, and then he sits two full weeks. Well, I feel like we're going to see him regress again because of that break. Mm-hmm. We do need to see him get playing time. Um, but I think his safety comes first. And we are two and two. We can afford to drop a game as much as people don't want to be two and three. I completely understand it. I'm literally going to this game again, and I'm not going to get to see my QB play. It's frustrating. I get it. But we need to let the motherfucker heal, or we're never going to win games. Because I'm sorry. Even if we had Josh Dobbs, we're not beating the 49ers. So I better not see a single fucking tweet. From Browns fans saying we could have been better prepared with Josh Dobbs. No, we would have lost. Newsflash: Josh Dobbs doesn't have Nick Chubb either. So I don't know what. I just don't want to hear it. All right, let's move on. Looks like it's the Forty Niners dead ass. I don't think it matters, bro. This That's is what I'm saying. Team is insane. Yeah, I don't think it would matter either. We'd still be dogs at home. It just wouldn't be this crazy. Um. All right, let's move on to one of my favorite segments that we do on this podcast. Better or worse than your record? Uh, you can do the honors. Oh, Lord, man. Better or worse? I don't know. This is, this is your, um, your favorite set. You know, Reed is always, at any chance that he can get, comes to shit on teams. Yeah, that's true. So we're going to go ahead and... Talk about the Bengals. Are they better or worse than their two and three record? 
Uh, against the Seahawks next week. Man, they go through a tough stretch here. I'm going to say they're 100% better than their record as of right now because of Joe Burrow's injury, but they do have some truth-seeking to go through in this next four-game stretch. Mm -hmm. So whether I say they're better or not, the record could definitely show that they're not better than their record yeah. in these next four games. But I think they're better. Uh, I'm reluctant, but I also think they're better. Um, they did exactly what, yes, I picked the Cardinals, but they did exactly what they're supposed to do and beat up the bad teams. Um, Jamar Chase had a fantastic game. We're always able to connect with him. Um, but if Burrow didn't, if he didn't throw those touchdown passes, Jamar only threw one, he'd still be sitting at. If he threw one, it'd be he'd have three touchdowns and three interceptions. So he has a lot of he has a lot to do for me to be able to show me that he's a top three quarterback again. Um, it's just tough, just in the league in general. The quarterback play has been weak from the greats. A lot of the um, lesser or unknown quarterbacks have really been hooping. Uh, of course, you got, you know, your Kirk Cousins with the stats. And Tua uh, is doing great. But Brock Purdy's doing amazing, has yet to throw an interception. So you got to you gotta do something for me, bro, because Purdy's out dueling you right now. And this is on, like, you don't want to like the Bengals shouldn't be trying to tank. Uh, you sh you should as long as you have Burrow, you should always be trying to get into the playoffs and make some shake and win the Super Bowl. Um, so they are better than the record, but this is the time. This is the time to prove that they are. All right, we're gonna go for the second one. Are they better or worse than the record? The Vikings sitting at one and four. Oh. This one is tough. I truly believe the Vikings are better than what the record says. <laughs> and I uh, I hate to say it, but I mean, most of their losses have been, what, one-point games? Yeah. After Or, or one-possession games, yeah. not one point. But, I mean, they've hung close with... I mean, what's the worst they lost? So they lost to the Eagles by six. They lost to the Buccaneers by three. Lost to the Chargers by four. And the Chiefs by seven. So... Their one win isn't convincing. It was against the Panthers, and they only won by eight. Man, that's actually a really tough schedule to start the year. Now that I look at it, yeah. Eagles, Chargers, Chiefs. Um, and then they got the Bears and 49ers. Yikes. Yeah, I th I really do think their record they're better than what the record says. Yeah, they've had some unfortunate luck, but they had all the luck in the world last year, so I don't necessarily feel bad for them. Yeah, it's just an inverse. Um, the the stuff that they and the wins that they're able to get uh, last season that doesn't happen. Uh, I swear, like the previous season to that, they had bad luck and were losing all the one possession games again. So it's been like flip flop for the Vikings, uh, which I know is frustrating. If you're a Vikings fan, Kirk is gonna have the stats. I think he'll always have the stats. Um, so I think he himself is better than this team, but just because that just because you guys got a new coach on the defensive side, a new coordinator doesn't mean that the defense is fixed. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wait to be able to get the players that you want to get, um, get the draft capital you want to get for your players to be able to uh, be better on defense. So just it's just crazy seeing the Vikings on the, with the same record as the Bears uh, when a lot of people had the Vikings taking the division. Um, so I also think they're better than their record. And they did have this is a that was a tough stretch of games for them. Hopefully they're able to beat the Bears. Um and but losing your best player also does not help at all. Yeah. Not We're gonna go to the third all. team, uh better or worse than the record, the Rams. Hmm. You know how I feel about the Rams. This is definitely a team better than their record. Sitting at two and three. Hard schedule to start the year. I said it earlier, they need a break from that damn schedule, but they won't get it. Um, Matthew Stafford continues. Honestly, the Vikings and Rams are a lot alike. They have a good QB, some good weapons offensively, and they're just not – the wins just aren't swinging in their favor. So I think once the Rams get out of their first six-game stretch, I think they'll be fine once they settle down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think they're better than the record for sure. I think they're like a smidge, like they are legitimately an O line or a like dominant defensive end from once again, like to get to playoff or contender level once again. So Von Miller, <laughs> yeah, Should basically. I mean, you never know what McVay is going to do. He's known for moving players at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, at least this is like the opposite of the Vikings. As the Vikings lost their best player, the Rams have gained back their best player. So I think it will help mm-hmm. ramp up um, Stafford and his TDs and his yards. Uh, he's sitting at five TDs, five interceptions. Not ideal, um, but that is, to me, a Stafford stat line. He's a gambler, just like Allen, just like Mahomes. Um, but he seems to have a connection with his wide receivers. So hopefully the biggest thing to me on the Rams is getting that run game situated. Uh, I don't know if that means, like you said, McVay outsourcing somebody, but I think that they need to, to get the run game going for the pass game. You can't always just pass it. That's not going to win you every damn game, especially emphasizing the playoffs is having a run game. And once you see that teams do have run game in the playoffs, it helps the play action. It helps the pass play. Um, so I'm on the same. I do think the Rams are better. Uh, Reed had them higher than me at the start of the season. Uh, I was able to convince him to bring the Rams down, but they've shut me up. They've, they've, you know, I didn't think they'd be two and three. Um, good start. Good start. They <laughs> are playing the Cardinals, so that could be easy to to get right back into three and three. Um, I I think it's going to be nearly impossible to take the division from the 49ers. Unless, uh, knock on wood, a crazy injury happens. That would be crazy if someone does end up beating the 49ers out for that division. So, um, hopefully they get into a good situation with the wild card. I still think this can be a playoff team. Um, I just think they have some work to do before the trade trade deadline. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get into the fourth team, my team. Are they better or worse than their record, the Pittsburgh Steelers? They are 100% worse than the record. A no bias? No bias? No bias. I'm not being biased here. I hate the Steelers. I know what they are. 
They've won some games off their defense and special teams and somehow hung around long enough to win the game at the end. Um, but the way they're winning isn't sustainable. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care who the fuck you are. Getting block punts and turnovers and defensive touchdowns is not going to win you anything in this league long term. You have to have success on the offensive side of the ball. And the Steelers are one of the worst teams in conversion rates, um, scoring offense. I mean, name whatever you want. They're probably bottom two in that category. So they are 100% worse than the record. But I got to give them credit, resilience. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow three and two and at the top of the division. But that will fade away because that will fade away. It's not sustainable at all. Uh, Hey, all right. Just, just wait, just wait. Um, if this, if this stays the same way, and the Steelers continue to win by holding teams to ten points and getting defensive touchdowns, then you can never tell me again that the Steelers aren't the luckiest team in the league. If we end up winning the division, I need you to eat a pair of jeans live. I will eat a pair of jeans live. <laughs> I'd rather have the Bengals win the division than you guys. Oh God! Stop chatting. Um, I'm not chatting. I hate you guys. Chatting. This is the order I hate the team. Steelers? No, probably the Ravens. I would Ravens, say Ravens should be Steelers, afraid. Bengals. The Bengals have jumped a lot in my hate rating, but they're still not even close to the Steelers or Ravens. Is it because we live in Ohio? Like, I lose to the – well, yeah, because I went to UC and everything. But I let – like, going to games – like, when I lose – when my team loses, not me. I don't play for the fucking Browns, thank God. But when when the Browns lose to the Ravens or Steelers, like my day is ruined, completely ruined. Not when we lose to the Bengals. It is what it is. It, it's like whatever. But it's just it's just ov when they lose to the Steelers. Yeah, like when we lost that Monday night game to the Steelers, because I know we should not have lost that game. I was ready to just pretty much drive into oncoming traffic. Yeah, the Steelers, um, unfortunately. I am, you know, I'm a huge Steelers fan. That's my squad. Uh, we'll eventually, probably sometime in my life, get a Steelers tattoo. I believe this shit, man. I believe this shit. We're worse than our record. We're worse than our record. And it's sad to see because we're topping the division three and two. And honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because the Steelers win a lot of the games by just like we're just we're just that cockroach that never leaves, bro. You can you can put raid on us. You can try to squash us. We're always coming back. It always happens near the end of the game, and you're and anybody watching is just like, ain't no way they really better win this shit. And somehow they come out with the victory. Um, but this is not sustainable, like Reed said. Um, we are one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive-wise. Pretty sure last or 31st in every category when it comes to offense. Um, I don't know what the updated numbers are now after this week, but we're 48% on three and outs. We rarely get to the red zone. Um, we either will either score defensively or we'll score before we get to the red zone. 
Um, even when we get to the red zone at all, or anytime we're near it, always usually ends up in a field goal. Um, and we still have Matt Canada as our OC. Can't get the run game going. I was watching some of the schemes that we were running with our run game, leaving DNs wide open like they're not going to crash down on the side. Um, this is not sustainable for any offense and for any growth. Um, you know, this is year two, and I still don't know if my quarterback is good or not because, because of Matt Canada. You know, we have people at hockey games chanting for him to get fired. So, like, this is not good. Um, just the fact that we're winning games, I think, is um, helping this team not implode. If we're losing games, man, it, like if we have like one and four, it'd be wraps. So like they'll be getting out how players hate the team. So I'm also the same, worse than our record. Somehow we're we're first in the division, um, and. Hopefully we can reach the if if we're not going to lose, hopefully we can get into the wild card and reach, you know, double digit wins. Um, out of the rest of our division, Steelers have the easiest schedule. Shout out to the NFL for giving us that schedule. Um, so there are games that we should win, but it's not sustainable winning the way that we are winning. But agreed. I do like winning games, man. I do like winning games. Um, in the last, the last team. Oh, by the way, the Steelers are three and two, goaded. Last team, Buccaneers. <laughs> are they better or worse than their record? Sitting at three and one, sitting pretty, three and one. Man, the Buccaneers are really. I think this is the hardest one, in my opinion. I mm -hmm. think they're really. I think they're a solid team, but I don't think they're world beaters. They kind of remind me of how the Browns were with him on the team. Like, talent is around them. The defense is okay. Well, probably better than okay at the Buccaneers. Um, man, I, I think after this week is when we will be able to tell if they are better or worse than their record, truly, mm -hmm. because they play the Lions at home. Um, they haven't necessarily beat anyone decent. The Saints are okay. That was probably their best win. They handled the Saints, by the way, and it yes. was at the Saints. Um, I'm going to say they're better than the record, actually. Um, they they have two away game wins, the Vikings and the Saints, which were two solid wins to start the year. If they can beat the Lions this week, that will be huge for them, like momentum-building type win. So I'm going to say they're better than the record. I'm not making a pick on that right now, but I'm saying they're better than the record. It's um, not easy to win on away games. No. In the NFL. Um, it's tough. I said in the beginning uh, of the season that the Buccaneers have a chance to be good, depending on how Baker plays. They have everything in their repertoire to be good. And Baker's been Baker's been uh, doing his thing. He's been cooking. So this is this is tough because you saying better than their record. Their record's three and one. Like you know, that's that's 
that's that's way better than I think anybody thought that the Buccaneers would be. Um, you couldn't, unless you're a Buccaneers fan, you couldn't tell me that they would be three and one, um, going to play the four and one lines, um, and the line not being terrible. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I don't think they're better than the record. You you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it is funny that we're saying better than the record and they are three and one. You make a good point there. Um, um but I, mean, I do uh, think that they can win this division. Yeah, I think they can too. That win against the Saints was huge too. So yeah. But yeah. like they did get kind of stomped out by the Eagles, which is the best team they played so far. Yeah. They're a lot like um uh who was I thinking of? Either way, they still have a lot to prove against teams that are decent in the league. So we shall see. We're betting a lot of a lot of chips on this team to show us that they're worth something in this Lions game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was uh, better or worse than record. We had the Bengals, Vikings, Rams, Steelers, and Buccaneers. Four out of one. We had better than. And worse than the record was, unfortunately, the Steelers. I'll let it slide for just this one because I also said worse. <laughs> All right. We we were going to do – okay. I might change plans on you here. Okay. Okay. Change plans on me. I was, we were going to have a segment called Tank or No Tank, and we were going to list a few teams that should they – realistically, we know no teams tank in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. But Wait, looking at – yeah. Yeah, <laughs> looking at draft uh, capital and looking at the record from here on out, we thought we'd do a section on should the team tank or should the team not. I'm looking at next week's games, and everyone we have in the top four teams that we were talking about are playing. And there's some decent matchups. Mm-hmm. So I think we should wait till next week and see where we are. Gotcha. Um so, yeah, we'll be doing tank or no tank next week. I think we'll get a really good look at after these teams that we have played. We're not going to reveal to you, but know that uh, we did already talk about some of the teams. Uh, that's a little hint for you guys. But uh, I do think after these games and some of these teams do play each other, that we'll see where the standings are. Because it's a lot different in the grand scheme of things and how teams operate when a team ends up one and five. Yep. And some of the teams we're talking about play each other. Mm -hmm. We discussed in the segment. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. I mean, most people can probably have a general idea of who we're talking about, but we're going to wait a week and see what happens here. So with that being said, shall we go to the picks for week let's six? It, let's get it. Let's get it. Um, week five was rough for us. It was actually my worst. I think even looking back on last season on our picks, I think this was my worst uh, I've ever done. Actually, let me check that real quick. The worst um, ever done. Yeah, actually, I went five and nine. My co-host yeah. here went seven and seven. Yes, sir. Not too much better. And um, positive though. No, it actually isn't. I went four and ten one week. God damn, you suck, man. Week ten. Wow. That was really the deal breaker in our picks, too, because you won by 
nine last year. Damn. Oh my god, I went. I must have been going crazy that week. Um. <laughs> okay. Well. So I went five and nine. He went seven and seven. He pulled it back up to even. I hide in the picks. We are both forty six and thirty two. I wouldn't say that's a great start to the year. I think we were doing yeah. a lot better last year than we did this year. Still positive. Still positive. By a good margin. Still positive. Yeah, that's the good news. Still positive. All right, let's get into the first week six game. I think this is a no-brainer. The Broncos are playing at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites. I don't think we're picking opposite on this one. I'm also going to try to let my bias not come out on these picks anymore. The Broncos have an opportunity. I knew you were going to say that. To do something hilarious, bro. <laughs> but you don't see it. No, no, no. I do think the, <laughs> I do think the Chiefs, especially with uh, the Kelsey injury that wasn't terrible, just a low ankle sprain, the way that that play happened, boy, I thought he was done for the season. So... Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Yeah, I don't hate that pick. You know, I don't pick against the Chiefs. All right. have. The London game, <clears throat> interesting matchup here. The Ravens at the Titans. Baltimore are four-point favorites. That's man. the away team. Um, man, is the cycle going to continue for the Titans? Are they going to go horrible game, great game? Or is this going to be a Ravens revenge game? Not revenge game necessarily, but like a – a bounce back game per se because they shouldn't have lost last week. Yeah, um this does have the Ravens Titans do have a mini rivalry because they were they had multiple times, multiple seasons that they were meeting each other in the playoffs. Um I think it's one one, it's either one one or two one Titans. Uh, uh, this is tough, man. The Ravens did not show me anything to make me be okay with them moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the Titans did lose, <clears throat> but they were cooking something. And it doesn't... Uh, I'm going to go Titans on this one. Wow. I'm going to go Titans. The Baltimore line is kind of disrespectful. I'm going to go <laughs> Titans uh, I don't on hate this that. one. Uh, I do think it's going to be a boring-ass game. They're going to have to rely on Henry and uh, Spears. Spears has been getting more touches. Uh, I think it's Tajay or... Tajay Spears. Yeah, Tajay uh, from Tulane. I'm a fan uh, from one I've seen in college. Uh, I think he's the real deal. So being able to get a one-two punch quickly so you can work with the play action, which I hate Ryan Tannehill, but that's what he's the best at. In his repertoire is working with the play action for D Hop to get open in this already depleted Ravens secondary and Ravens defense. So I think the Titans are gonna pull it out. Man, the Ravens completely sold me last week. Um definitely should have won by double digits against the Steelers. And in saying that, I think they bounce back this week and end up four and two. Okay. I mean I truly believe this game could go either way. So I'm just going to pick the favorite. <laughs> <And hope I'm laughs> right. 
Because when I pick the Titans, I'm usually right. I've been good with picking the Titans. I picked them two weeks ago against the Bengals. So I'm going to have faith in Lamar, and they and he bounces back in a big way. You do have a, a good gauge of, like, the teams that are just mid and, like, when they want to show up. Yeah, I struggle the most with the worst teams in the league and overestimating some of them, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I feel like I do have a good read on, like, the middle of the pack for some reason. Yeah. And then I always pick the... You like to hang on to some teams too long. Yeah, I like to hang on. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> when it comes to the big dogs on picks, I usually pick the um, favorites unless I'm biased towards them. That's typically where that comes in. That's what bites you in the ass. You're biased. Yeah, that, that really is. I'm, <laughs> I'm picking all of these today are going to be objective picks. Oh, okay. I'm not going to put any bias towards it. I'm not going to have a rooting interest. It's going to be straight who I think is going to win. Um, in we'll saying see. that, what'd you say? I said, we'll see. Yeah. In saying that, let's go to the commanders at the Falcons. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites and they're actually three and home three and O oh at home this year. Can they move to four? Desmond Ritter is still undefeated at home. Crazy work. Um, I don't know why they brought up a stat like that matters. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is tough, man. Why do the Falcons, they play games that... They like, play nobody. <laughs> and they're nobody. So that's why I'm like, this is so tough. Yeah, I was, I've never seen them like, when are they going to play a game where I'm like, oh, obviously the Falcons are losing. Yeah, I know. It never is like that. I was looking at their schedule too, and I was wondering the same thing. Um, Man. The Commanders, they did lose to the fucking Bears. Oh, my God. Am I, are we, am I going to keep picking against the Falcons, hoping that Arthur Smith fumbles another game? When all he's done is prove me wrong and win. <laughs> it's just me all. I'm, you know I'm waiting for the fire Arthur Smith game, bro. I'm just waiting for it. Commanders, man. Can Sam Howell do me right? Six TV, six interceptions. <laughs> All right. You know what? If it bites me in the ass, it bites me in the ass. I'm going to pick the Falcons. I'm going to pick the Falcons on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually picking the Falcons, too. <laughs> they, have a, they have a better than advertised uh, pass defense. People overlook that because it is the Falcons. Um, so I think they'll be able to slow down somehow. He is a gambler, so that can lead to interceptions for the Falcons. And I think this game, I think it's going to be one of the faster games because the the way the Falcons run the ball and because of how they operate, that they'll, it'll be a low-scoring game because the clock runs out. Yeah, I I think the Falcons team is a lot better than what I want to believe, honestly. And Unfortunately. They've been really good in Arthur Smith's career at home, and I think they're going to stay undefeated this year at home against the Commanders. Let's go to the Vikings at the Bears. Yikes, a one-and-four matchup here. Uh, Vikings are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. That shows you what Vegas thinks of them. 
Did the Bears figure out what was happening? Back-to-back legacy games, dog. Legacy's crazy. Calling it legacy games against the Washington (laughs) Commanders and the Vikings at one and four. Say, bro, but the Bears are one and four, too. That is You're picking the Vikings, right? Because you know what I'm picking. You picking the Bears? You know I'm picking the Bears. Man, I really don't know who I want to pick in this game. Nothing. Defense is ass, and I do think, I do think, which it works out. I do think the Vikings loses. People are going to start picking up the phone for Kirk. Yeah, I'm, I don't, nothing tells me the Vikings can win on the road right now, especially without Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So everything is telling me to pick the Bears, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Bears. Going away from Kirk is crazy. Yeah, I typically always pick Kirk Cousins, but I just can't do it. Uh, He's he's thinking objectively now. Yeah. Watch out, folks. He's he's becoming a boring picker. Yeah, boring picker. (laughs) Um, All right, let's go to the Seahawks at the Bengals. An interesting game for sure. The Bengals are two and a half points. Favorites. Are you gonna ride with your team? I'm curious. Dude, I can literally see the Bengals just like going with this momentum and blowing out the Seahawks. <laughs> you better not pick the Bengals. I'm your not. agenda is screaming the Seahawks. Oh yeah, but I I can't be but you're <laughs> not biased, but I have to be biased, right? Um I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I'm going to pick the Seahawks. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I'm definitely convincing myself, but I have faith. Um, Yes, they did. The Bengals did bounce back with the Cardinals. Uh, It is in Cincinnati, which is really good for the Bengals. Uh, But the Seahawks did, uh, after they beat the Giants, they did come off of that 11-sack game after beating the Giants. Uh, So... Bengals offensive line is trash. So I hope they, they will get after Joe Burrow. Uh, their back end of the defense is also not too bad. And the Seahawks have enough firepower to be able to keep up with the Bengals. So Seahawks, bring it home for me, bro. Just don't get lost in the sauce, man. Um, Yeah, I'm actually going Seahawks here. They are 2-0 and away. 2-0 and oh away. Why do I keep doing that? 2-0 and oh oh away. away. And... I think their defense is kind of sneaky. They have athletes around on that field. Um, man, the Bengals did bounce back. I can see them winning this game for sure. I'm going to put all my chips in Pete Carroll out coaching Zach Taylor. That is possible. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Um, I'm not necessarily saying Geno's going to outplay Burrow, but if the Seahawks can get the run game going, which Pete loves to run the football, um, the Bengals do not have a strong run defense, so mm-hmm. I can see a big Kenneth Walker game here. Oh, um, these next two games, we're gonna do this fast. 49ers at the Browns. I think both of us are picking the 49ers. Deshaun yeah. Watson's doubtful. The line is at seven for San Fran. If we play a backup, 49ers all the way. Yeah, um, it's, I mean, the over under is 37. The only thing that's going to be brainy, the only thing I feel bad for is uh, my co-host, Reed Russell, having to go to this game. 
Uh, thank God he's going to be up in that in that box and be sitting all pretty. Pre-alcohol. Like, I'm going to be drinking a lot of alcohol. Watching his team get absolutely Riley rated. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Um, um, but at least you'll get to have uh, free drinks. So that's nice. Yeah, we'll go to the Panthers at the Dolphins. I think we're both picking the Dolphins. Dolphins are at home, and they're almost 14-point favorites. That should tell you enough. Yeah, that's nasty. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to be able to put up another, like, 40-plus game. Um, to what can Pat stats. Stad Pat. Uh, We're having issues more. right now. I know. Renunciating. <laughs> Stad Pat some more. Uh, and hopefully move up and secure some MVP votes. Uh, it's just, just, I feel so bad. You all know I'm an Alabama fan. I feel so bad for Bryce. The Panthers are getting shafted here, man. They they keep having to play good teams. It's and rough out here. It's rough. They're going to be 0-6. Yeah. Hey, it is what it is. It's a tough league. Unforgiving league. They've only had two home games. Like, it's so bad. Um, let's go to the Colts at the Jaguars. I'm actually picking the Jags here. I think it's a tough Break for the Colts, and they're going to drop to 0-2 against them on the year. Um, yeah, I'm also going to pick the Jags on this I just one. think, yeah, I just think the news with AR and I think a mm-hmm. full week of prep for Gardner Minshew, I think it's just going to be too much for the Colts to handle. Yeah, the Jaguars uh, came off of a good win from the Bills. I think they figured out what they need to do. Um, it, I'm glad that they don't have to always lean. Uh, for Trevor Lawrence, and they're going to be able to move and get some work with ETN. And with the Colts not having the dynamic rusher and passer for with AR, it's just going to the wide receivers are going to have to work with that, running backs, the line. Uh, I think it's just going to be too much for uh, the first game with Gardner Minshew and a full first game of Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move on to the Saints at the Texans. The Saints are a, only a point and a half favorite. Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see the Texans winning this game for sure, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go the Saints because I think their defense is going to give Stroud issues. Mm-hmm. Um, this will probably be one of the best pass defenses he has faced to start his NFL career. Yeah, I'm also going to go the Saints on this one. Um, just like my co-host said, the Saints defense is legit. They're always going to be legit um, with the players that they have, um, regardless of what I think of Dennis Allen. I think that the Saints would be yeah. good after C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud has had an amazing year. I do think this could be the game that he does throw a pick especially because they kept flashing that dumb shit that he hasn't. I think it's only going to lead to him throwing one now. Uh, so I think he will. God, they keep bringing it up every game, man. Like, he already has the record. You don't have to keep bringing it up. Um, and I do think uh, more so over the Saints defense, I do think their offense has been working, uh, especially with Kamara coming back, that they're able to establish the run game, which leads into the pass game. Uh, especially the play action with Derek, which Derek Carr is good at. They have weapons. I think they'll be able to come away with the dub. 
I do not disagree. All right, let's go to a real barn burner, the Patriots at the Raiders. The Raiders are three-point favorites, and are the Raiders ever going to play an away game? I'm curious. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to take the Raiders on this one. Um, like I said, uh, like I said previously, some of these teams are going to be one and five, and we're going to have to have a real discussion about them. Uh, we certainly will. Next well, week. the Raiders are two and three right now. Yeah. Oh, but they're gonna you know, they're gonna be three and three. So, um, we're still gonna you know even though the Raiders are three and three, this talk still needs to get had. Um, I do think because of the lack of yards and looks that Devontae had, I think that he'll get a lot more against this Patriots uh, team. They still have Bill Belichick, so the I think the defense will always still be locked in, but I think the Raiders with Max Crosby will be able to get after Mac Jones. And uh, I think that the the relationship between the Patriots and Mac Jones and just the office in general is severed anyway. So I don't think anybody on that team really gives a fuck right now in this week <sighs> six. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm also picking the Raiders. I do not have much faith in the Patriots' offense, to be completely honest with you. The offense looks completely horrendous, and this being a home game for the Raiders, I don't see it going the opposite way. Um, Let's go to the first. No, actually, the Patriots-Raiders was the first 4 o'clock game. The second, Cardinals at the Rams. This is a bounce-back game for the Rams. They finally get an easy win. It won't be easy. It never is easy with Matthew Stafford, I feel like, but they're definitely going to win this game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we've had we've – had, this this week is a lot of, like, easy, bro. Easy picks. Uh, so Let's hope. Hopefully it doesn't backfire on us and the teams that we pick against don't fucking pop off and we have a terrible record. Um I'm also going to go with the Rams. Uh, I think the Cardinals are going to come out of this one and five. Uh, the Rams, it's at the Rams, right? It is at the Rams. Yeah, the Rams will finally get their little home win. Um, not that I think every Rams game that they play is always away because their fans are ass and nobody shows up to the games anyway. So it's not that the Rams have home field advantage to me. But um, I think, I mean, they lead in everything offensive wise. So. I think, especially with the Cardinals not having um, Connor anymore, I think that the Rams will be able to put on some double-digit leads on the Cardinals. I do not disagree. Um, let's go to the Eagles at the Jets. Man, this one's also just... I think the Eagles will struggle offensively again mm -hmm. in this game, but I do think they'll, they'll squeak it out because they end up winning those close games a lot. They do well in that area. Yeah. Um, I don't expect, at least for me, uh, and I think Reed feels the same, don't expect – I'm not expecting a blowout. I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm not expecting a blowout. Yeah. Um, the Eagles' pass defense on the back end is still is still suspect, uh, which will – if Zach Wilson does have a good game because he needs to catch back up, uh, if the Eagles go up early, uh, don't let that cloud – People's judgments, thinking Zach Wilson is him, thinking Zach Wilson's back. Uh, I just think the Eagles are trash. Uh, 
in the back end of their defense. But, uh, I mean, they're going to MetLife in their seven-point favorite, so I think the Eagles will be fine. Uh, I think, like like Reed said, they will struggle uh, in the beginning with the Jets' defense just because the Jets' defense has been getting after it. Um, I think with the recent uh, Zach Wilson stats and how he's been playing the game, I think that has revitalized the defense. I think they can actually win something, which they won't because it's Zach Wilson. Um, but so they will cause the Eagles some trouble, but I think they're going to push, push their way to 6-0. and um, Let's go to probably one of the more intriguing games, the – Lions at the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers or the Lions are favored by three and a half. Mm. That shows you what Vegas kind of thinks about the Buccaneers. Yeah, it will be an interesting game. Um, Buccaneers uh, with their defense and and Gibbs probably won't play this week. Campbell said that Montgomery's a bell cow. Uh, I feel bad for all the Gibbs buyers and drafted him in the second round or third round. Um, I think he's buried and it's Montgomery's team. Uh, I do. I am picking the lines on this one. Uh, I know the audience and Reed knows of my lines agenda, me saying that they're going to win the division. And it looks like that's a lock right now. Four and one going to be five and one. Um, pretty good away two and oh away. And I think they're gonna they're gonna get the dub here. Yeah, I, I do think the Lions are a better team than the Buccaneers, but something about this game just feels <laughs> fucking weird. It feels weird, and it's not like players look at the line and be like, "Oh, Vegas really has us as seven point dogs or this or that." But I, you gotta think the Buccaneers coming into this game feel kind of disrespected in a way, right? Yeah. Three and a half point dogs at home. And they they are basically the same record as this team. Oh man. I picked the Buccaneers against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a better team than the Lions. It really just comes down to their offense. Will Baker have a good game or not? Uh, tough, tough. Objective pick is definitely the Lions. I'm I'm getting too weird of a vibe. I'm gonna go opposite. We've been boring this entire time. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers in this game. Um, signature win for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, this would be their win to show everybody that they're legit. Yeah, this is. They have a lot to play for. I think the Lions will continue to play hard because of Campbell, but I think the Buccaneers have more to play for in this particular game. Um. They need to flex the fuck out of this Sunday night game. The Giants at the Bills. <laughs> Bills are 14-point favorites. They do play at home. I'm going to go the Bills. I think this is, a once again, it's a bounce-back game. And I think the roller coaster continues. The Bills probably win big in this game. Yeah, I can see a 100-yard, two-touchdown game from Stephon Diggs. Uh, I can also see James Cook. Uh Running for 80-plus, I can see Josh Allen getting two touchdowns. Um, I don't see a lot for the Giants. Um, like I said earlier with the Patriots, I think the Giants just don't give a fuck anymore either. 
um, especially, and it's different because the Patriots, uh, Mac, Mac Jones is on a rookie deal, and Daniel Jones has 160 mil. Um, I do think that, I think they said it's 99% chance that um, Saquon comes back, which will be nice, but uh, I guess Saquon could have a good game because the Bills are so depleted at um, in defense. Um, so I think Saquon could have a good game for fantasy uh, purposes as mm-hmm. the check down guy. Uh, but I think the Bills are going to fucking spank the Giants. Uh, this is a nasty Sunday night game. Uh, so I guess if you're just have fun, have fun out there if you're mm-hmm. a fan. Yeah, that's not looking good for the Giants. All right, the Monday night game is actually pretty good. Cowboys at the Chargers. Dallas are two and a half point favorites on the road, which doesn't say much to the Chargers. They really always play away games. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there will be a bunch of Cowboys fans at this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Texas isn't too far from L.A. Uh, man, these are two fraudulent franchises. 100%. So it could go either way. The fact that Dallas is favored is so disrespectful. Um, Man. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chargers on this one. I'm gonna go Chargers. Um, defense uh, was without Bosa, and they were still getting after it. Uh, their last game, uh, Herbert, I think, is miles better than Dak Prescott. And man, that's tough. But I do think Keenan Allen will have a great game, and I think Herbert. I don't think it's gonna be another blowout. That'd be funny as fuck, though. That'd be funny as hell. Yeah, but, that would be funny. I, I'm also going the Chargers. Chargers. I think I'm picking Herbert over Dak strictly in this game. Both coaches are kind of suspect. Yes. Both defenses are suspect. I'm clear. I'm picking the better QB in this game. Yeah, we are picking the better QB in the least uh, drama. The only thing with the Chargers is they need to fire the coach, and everything is going wrong with the Cowboys. You got delusional players, you got delusional owners, delusional coaches. It's not looking too good. Um, and it's either going to go further down with another L uh, to the Chargers. And the Cowboys sit at three and three. Will be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is our picks. We only differed on a handful, right? Like three Only or two. Two? Shit. Mines, Buccaneers, and Ravens, Titans. Pretty boring week for us. I, Not a lot of movement for us, but I mean, I felt like these were the obvious choices in a lot of them. I thought I was going to get you with that Bears Vikings. Ah, oh, man, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Nothing to show me they can win on the road. They can't even win at home this year. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially after losing Jenna's. Yeah, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't see us having. You know, the perfect record. Someone's going to fold. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which one it is. Um, could be bang- Bengals could get the dub. Vikings could get the dub. You never know. That's the beauty of football. Um, and the Packers and the Steelers are on their buys. I think much needed buys for both. And uh, figuring out with injuries and players, especially how Jordan Love comes back. 
after the bye, uh, he has some favorable matchups, so we'll see. Uh, like we said, we're going to do the tank or no tank next weekend, uh, or next week for episode seven, especially after some of these teams could end up one and five. Uh, some of these teams can end up two and four. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, we're not going to reveal it, but just know the one hint two of these teams that we have on our list are playing each other. So you will know. You will fucking know if you look at the schedule. But thanks again, guys, for listening. Make sure that you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Those are the two main ones. If you do have Amazon Music or iHeartRadio, we are also on there. I just want to give a shout out to the audience and all the listeners. And again, having over a thousand downloads is crazy, especially mid-season in season two. Didn't think that this show was going to happen. So I'm glad that you guys love us and we're going to keep delivering on some good entertainment and good content for you guys. Hopefully some wild shit happens and we don't have to talk about depressing shit like injuries. So hopefully some funny shit happens for next week that we can laugh and uh, joke around about. But make sure that you guys follow us and talk to us, tweet at us, message us, DM us, whatever, cuss us out. It doesn't matter. We're always here for the engagement at on Twitter, DWC2022, and on Instagram, Defense Wins Championships 2022. I do want to give a, a, a slight shout out to Reed and his brain and me and my brain figuring out and going with Jacoby Myers for the first touchdown. Uh, parlay, not parlay, bet, single bet. We did hit on that. So everybody that bet that or everybody that, you know, bet that from somebody else or bet it through us. Glad you guys got some money. Um, we're going to continue to do stuff like that. Um, we're not going to have too many lottery parlays. We do want to win you guys some money and win us some money. So there's going to be definitely some more reasonable shit. Um, the Sunday night one was reasonable to us. And then Dak Prescott folded. So. <laughs> yeah. we're not able to get the big bucks but we're definitely going to do some more stuff like that and hopefully we will we'll grow and be able to play some bets for you guys and work with some people and all that jazz but thanks again guys for listening we are out peace